Welcome to In Check with Fintech. Felix Gerlach is the co-founder and chief product officer at Passbase, a privacy-focused identity infrastructure company. Launched in 2018, Passbase has since raised over 17 million in funding from Cowboy Ventures, Enac and Lakestar with offices in Berlin and New York. Prior to Passbase, Felix worked in leading product roles in multiple startups around the world, including San Francisco, London, as well as for Rocket Internet in Singapore and Bangkok. He was a guest lecturer at Stanford CSP and brings in deep experience in growth-driven product design. Together with his co-founders, Felix was featured on the Forbes 30 Under 30 Europe Finance list. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Of course. Yeah, no, maybe first to start for the listeners, um, a bit of an introduction on yourself. Absolutely. So I'm Felix. I'm one of the co-founders um, of Passbase, leading um, the product team. Um, behind Passbase, um, doing it now for for the last almost four years, um, building Passbase, one of the rising digital identity players in Europe. Great. All right. Okay. And I will definitely dive into Passbase in a bit, but maybe first from your kind of background, because you, you have a background in product management, right? You work for some uh, accelerators like Rocket Internet, for example. Um, you had your own company previously as well. So you have been co-founding companies before. Um, what are some of the most important lessons there that you learned that have now been able to give you kind of the, the baggage, if you will, to be more successful uh, in Passbase? Yeah, absolutely. So as you already mentioned, um, I've seen already some startups um, from like super early stage to, to later stage and did, did some little projects and, and startups before Passbase, but Passbase is is um, yeah the, the first big really big um, startup um, that I yeah co-founded and and do for the last four years, and um, especially from a product perspective, um, it was quite a ride um, where um, I see like a lot of stages and phases that that we kind of like deep yeah work through as like the product team, especially as like the product lead. Um, if I go back at the very beginning of Passbase, um, it was all, all about basically, phase one was all about the product itself. Um, it was about finding product market fit, finding kind of like the feature basket that leads to um, product market fit and, and that the first customer actually pays for your product and your features, which also comes with a lot of iterations, fast iterations, understanding the market, understanding the customers, um, understanding the needs and, and building smooth products on top of that. In the first phase, after the first phase is done, um, I kind of can describe the second phase as the process phase. Um, it was all about the process itself, which means once you kind of like in the best case hit product market fit um, with your product, um, it's all about establishing processes for your team in order to repeat kind of like this kind of product market fit with every feature that you build again and again. In order also to help um, scaling up the team, your organization, it is critical to establish processes, how to build features, how to um, collect um, feature requests, building like the pipelines and so on. At Fourthline, we use tech for good. We build products that have a major and long-lasting impact on the online financial ecosystem. 
We leverage a highly automated KYC product with a core of machine learning technologies, making us the most reliable fraud detection platform for KYC. As a product lead, you will take responsibility for an entire product suite in one of our critical verticals. Interested? Reach out to Tom Franken. Email in the description below. We are now in the third stage, which I call kind of like the people stage, um, which is yeah phase three of kind of like um, a startup. Um, this stage is all about people. What do I mean with that? Um, you have to take care as like the product lead of establishing kind of like the product organization in terms of establishing um, reporting um, schemes for your team, um, who's reporting to whom, building up like different departments within the product department, like the, um, the research department, um, design department, um, product management itself. And, and this is all about like people, um, how to onboard people first, right? Um, building also um, the, the schemes and, and, and processes here and taking care of, of like the structure in general. Um, and this is, yeah, kind of like summarized, summarizes the last four years of Passbase and then we're now like in stage three. So it's the, that's interesting. So to summarize the product stage first, then it's the processes, processes. stage. And now and it's people. in the people stage. And people exactly. stage sounds a lot like structure, basically bringing structure to the organization, operating within a structured way. But you talk about onboarding as well. So again, it seems that processes is a returning theme. Exactly. In the third stage, it's all about like make the make yourself scalable, but also your department scalable by establishing all those processes um, and schemes um, in your organization to scale basically up. Makes sense. Yeah. I can imagine in a startup, nothing is static, right? Everything moves. There's lots of moving parts. Uh, it's an industry that you guys operate in that is also constantly moving. How do you manage for that kind of chaos, if you will? If you go to that first stage, it's easy to say, if you hear it like this, okay, well, stage one and two are done now, right? But I'm sure that when you're in stage three, you're still working on stage two and one. Is that correct? Exactly. Of course, it's, it's always... Um, your responsibility to find like the right talent who also can take care of like the feature requests of like being close to your customers, understanding the market, um, continuing to improve the processes that you have established. And basically you can like withdraw like the, the processes you, you established like six months ago and kind of like need to iterate again. And it's like a constant iteration and improvement process for a startup. And of course, you need to be flexible. Um, you, you, you need to have like the, the skill set and also experience um, of, of working through those stages and finding also like the right people um, who can support you and, and, and help scaling the team. And these three stages, is that something you've seen continuously in some of the work you've been doing or companies that you worked for in the past or... Do you see com other companies do that much differently? I would summarize like this framework, basically what I described um, can be, yeah, it's, it's generally true. Um, I've see, seen it multiple times. Um, now like fully um, firsthand with, with Passbase. Yeah. And um, if you're on the ground and, and doing it for the four, four years and also like um, taking the meta view, I, um, I fully can describe those three stages for, for, for a startup for the first three to four years. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a blueprint basically that that companies can use for if they want to set up a startup within the broader tech space. Then this could be a useful blueprint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, like you said, four years ago you you started uh, PassBase with uh, I think it's two other founders. Exactly. So we yeah. we started with um, three people on the team um, working actually at something completely different. We started in in 2017 actually with for cryptocurrency meta exchange um, in, in the cryptocurrency space as a fintech and, and stumbled into this problem of KYC and AML. And this is exactly what we are solving today for the next wave of, of builders um, in, the, in the fintech and, and marketplace space. Can you, can you talk a bit more about that problem that you encountered as a, as a crypto exchange? It's very interesting. You basically, like you said, you've seen it firsthand and then thought, okay, well, this is a problem we need to solve. What was that problem exactly? Yeah, so if you're a fintech and you deal with customers' money, um, cryptocurrencies, you have to do KYC and AML checks um, to kind of like verify your users and the identities in, in your product. If you are not doing this, um, you get like big problems with, um, with the regulation, with, with the government. Um, but also with with the um, kind of marketplaces you lo- launch on top of it and the platforms. Um, we were at this time like an application, an app. We we had like several like iOS, Android apps launched in the App Store and in, in, in the Google Play Store. And also Apple kind of like requires to have this AML and KYC check in your app. And this is where we started to to look into this problem as we got like a not a nice email from from apple back then um, who said hey guys you need to have like kyc in your app otherwise we need to take you down from our platform um and we 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 yeah started to dig deeper and and seeing there's like still like a lot of space to develop a developer first product kyc product that is easy to implement easy to use and is compliant for all the regulations that are in place is it, is it specifically focused on the crypto space? Yeah, good question. So um, also now our like first phase where it was all about like finding the, the right product and feature set. We, um, it also t- um, takes into, con- into con- on consideration what is your target market. And we started very broad. We onboarded like a couple of customers from different industries, um, from marketplace, health tech, um and so on and so on and also like fintech mm-hmm. but seeing our like the the first 12 months our key market where we also like can earn money is is the fintech and, and, and crypto space why those markets are heavily regulated um and and basically those customers and and companies are required to have those kyc components in, in the application yeah, exactly. Yeah. So therefore, we narrow, narrow down like our target market, which is now like yeah, fully heads down into into the fintech, especially crypto crypto space. And there, and there are several of the KYC AML apps out there. What, what makes you guys different from those? Yeah, so good question. Um, when we started back then, 2017-18, there were already some some established. I would call them legacy players in the market. Um, but it was quite hard actually to, to get um, those guys integrated, um, especially like as a small 
um, developer firm, like we, we were like like three to five people in the team, had no money, no funding, and we're looking for like a KYC solution. So we, of course, we approached everyone in the market and and tried to get their solution in, in, in our app, but they required like um, this three um, um, sale packages of like 20 to 50K uh, verifications um, that are only valid for one year. They were hard to integrate. Um, it took us like almost like four weeks to actually see kind of like the product as they um, scheduled like um, demo calls, sales calls um, into it. And, and we were looking for like a de developer first um, software that is easy to integrate and, and where we could start, a, um, start right away, um, which was like a big pain point. And also like our peer um, competitors back then also, of course, we were looking for like a smooth KYC and AML provider. And this was basically our starting point. That's very interesting. So basically, again, you not only kind of felt the pain firsthand in terms of having to identify when you had the crypto startup before, but you also tried to then work with other uh, KYC and AML tools and they were just a pain to integrate. So you figured, okay, well, this is a space that we can definitely make a difference. Exactly. And this was basically the starting point of what we are building now and, and, and solving now with Passbase. Yeah. Um, ironically, exactly the same target market, cryptocurrency, DeFi space, which are, is our like target market for now and solving basically our problems from like four years ago. Does it help that you have that experience? Do you see that as a differentiator that maybe that you have that experience within the crypto space before where you, you again had that experience firsthand? 100%. And I think um, successful startups and their founders need to experience like the pain points um, firsthand to actually see what do they need to solve um, in order to be successful. Um, and we were lucky to, yeah, seen this problem firsthand, um, trying to build a fintech, a, a cryptocurrency uh, fintech back then and, and couldn't find a solution that solves our needs. And today we are, are exactly at this point to, to offer the solution to, to the next wave of builders um, with like one of the smoothest KYC and AML um, solutions out there. Yeah, exactly. And, and then the crypto company was called Coinons, right? Does it still exist? Doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Nevertheless, we have um, still like kind of like a community behind who still, we, we still get some, uh, uh, tweets and messages hey when are you launching coins um, <laughs> into the market again um, as yeah back then we were like one of the first um, apps who kind of like gathered like all big um, cryptocurrency exchanges and could offer like more than 1000 coins to to sell and buy which was quite quite unique back then um, if you maybe remember like coinbase had like only three coins on their mobile app that you could buy and sell and then we Kind of co combined all cryptocurrency exchanges via API, and and um, could offer this to our users. It sounds like quite a good proposition, to be honest. Why, why did you decide to let go of that? Ready to make an impact? We're looking for a head of product development for an innovative health tech seeking ways to create smooth access to healthcare by layering fintech solutions on top of insurance integrations. A small but powerful team of 25 based in Vienna and Berlin, you'll join one of Austria's strongest growing, biggest seed rounds, leading independent provider in the health tech space. 
Get in touch with Jacqueline Mohausen at Jacqueline, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E at teampcm.com. Email in the description below. Um, because we've seen that identity is a much bigger problem to solve. Um, not only fintechs will reach this point where they need to think about identity per se. Um, of course, what I mentioned, there are also like other industries that more and more start to think about trust and, and, and safety in, in, in the app. Um, like the first wave of, of marketplaces or like the second, in the second wave of uh, marketplaces like um, Uber, I would consider this as a marketplace or Airbnb. They think about um, trust and safety um, more than others. Uh, they established also like KYC solutions in there. They verify their, their, their drivers or people who want to book your apartment. Why is this important? Is that the more um, trust you establish in your platform, the more transactions you can unlock, basically. Um, what does it mean for like Uber or, or Airbnb is, yeah, the, the more trust you, you create with like verifying those those users on both sides, um, the more bookings you can um, unlock, basically. Um, and I believe more and more companies will drive to, to this solution of establishing trust and safety in their platform. On top of that, um, I believe that almost every new company will tend towards a being a fintech of thinking about um, how to establish like this identity layer in your platform. If you are a HR startup, um, you will reach a point where you need to think about like the identity itself um, as like a module in your platform as well. And also like as a integrated solution for, for, for your customers. Um, but we are still not there yet. Um, FinTech is like our target market, cryptocurrency market as those markets are like heavily regulated and um, basically you are, you're pushed to, to think about identity, KYC and AML um, for, for your end users. That's very interesting. I, I want to think of like the, uh, the gambling space, maybe a bit more obvious or adult uh, there. You obviously need all sorts of verification or to even be able to access those, uh, those websites. I mean, Going back to those industries, you're obviously the CPO right now at Crossbase. If you would look at other industries, what does that mean from a product point of view? Does that mean that you need to significantly change the product around or is the product rather universal, would you say, in that sense? Yeah. In the dream world, of course, you have like a fully universal product and you can um, offer your solution to like multiple industries. Eventually, this will be true. Um, not now as you have to find your target and you need to build a narrowed um, feature set that unlocks the potential in this market um, by targeting those, those companies with their needs. Um, what does it mean for us? Again, um, we target heavily um, fintechs and cryptocurrency companies, the next wave of builders basically um, with, with our modules. If we are looking into like different markets, um, of course, um, we also can um, enable those companies to use PassBase. We have like a couple of marketplaces, uh, marketplace companies and, and health tech companies who are using our platform. Um, but like our, our main focus is in the cryptocurrency space. 
Makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, the market of verification services in itself is booming. Right? I've looked at some statistics uh, from research and markets uh, predicts that it will increase from 7.6 billion in 2020 to 15.8 in 2025. So there's more than double um, of what it was in 2020. And that's obviously not just fintech, but it's uh, it's uh, across the, uh, the industries. Um, why is it so booming right now? Yeah, um, exciting question, actually. Um, first, we see more and more businesses come on online. Um, secondly, those fintechs, they not only operate anymore in like one single target market or in like one single country, they can scale um, globally. Um, it's, it's... A real payments heavyweight? We're looking for a corporate development manager located in Hamburg, Germany to lead the strategic development for a fast-growing payments company. Relevant professional experience in a strategic management consultancy and passion for e-commerce and digitization would be fantastic. Get in touch with Jacqueline Mulhausen at Jacqueline, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E at teampcn.com. Email in the description below. It has been never easier before to launch a startup. It has never been um, easier to launch in multiple countries and um, in, in multiple territories, which also means um, a, a full product suite of, of features and uh, compliance tools is needed to support this scale of companies in order that those um, companies can scale into different markets into um, quickly, um, not for like um, um, only like within like three months, but within a couple of days. And this is exactly kind of like the next phase for us um, from a product perspective to enable those companies to scale globally in a compliant way. Very interesting. And that, that I mean, so you mentioned more business go online, uh, more businesses operate in multiple markets. There's more startups than ever. Obviously, it's more easier. It's easier than ever to start a to start a startup. Um, is COVID nineteen a big driver of it all? One hundred percent. This was our accelerator, actually, where companies had to think of how to verify identities actually online. Um, we we, are, we we still um, have like post ident, for example, here in in Germany and Europe, where people have had to go to a post office and had to verify uh, themselves, um, where companies were forced to think about how can we solve this um, in, in via yeah, online, um, which was like a big accelerator for us um, in multiple industries. Um, and, and this will, will continue, especially of like supporting those companies who scale, want to scale globally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if um, you look at indeed globally, you want to scale, then I'm sure you probably also maybe um, scrutinized by local regulation. Is that something that you see as well? Do you need to, again, going back from a product point of view, do you need to change the app for customers who are in Europe compared to in the US, which I think are your main markets at the moment? Yeah. This is, I think, the most complex um question we have to answer also from like from a product perspective and from a from a feature perspective of building all those modules i call those modules um, to be compliant for certain markets so what passbase will become in the next six to 12 months is basically compliance as a service we want to scale into new 
countries. Let's say you are a German um, fintech, you want to go um, into the UK market and and you don't want to partner up with like a new KYC vendor, um, do contracts again and, and demos and integration time. Um, in the best case, you can use Passbase um, as your, your core provider. And within a few clicks, we provide you all the modules uh, to be compliant in those new markets. And are all those services then from you or are you then maybe also a, uh, a hub which connects to other verification services which you don't offer, for example? Yeah. So basically, we are the platform to partner up with all those providers in, in, in different markets and providing those building blocks on top of it um, so that you as like a fintech, um, you don't have to take care of like your, your, your compliance officer, officer who tells you, hey, you need this in this module for this market. Passbase gives you already the templates to scale quickly. Makes and this sense. is kind of like the, the superpower we are developing right now. And we are yeah, super excited as this also unlocks like a new growth for, for our customers. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it saves obviously a lot of costs as well with those customers. Uh, reduces friction, I guess, for the customers of the customers, um, which will, in turn will uh, create a better experience and there were probably more loyal customers. So it's, it's a, the effect is, uh, can be seen across the board. Yes, 100%. So if you look at like kind of like the user journey of like scaling into, into a new market is um, you have to, of course, like onboard a dedicated compliance officer who costs like 100K plus um, to tell you like the solutions you need. Second step is you need to partner up with those vendors making the contracts, um, integration time. You need to have like a dedicated developer team who builds you the solution for this market and also plan for the launch. And this takes time. Um, uh, the bigger you are as like a, as a company, um, the more the, the complex is the process. And basically what we want to do um, with, we call it like the policy system um, um, to, to build like a solution, which is like the compliance um, as a service. Within a few clicks, you are able to um, build together your building blocks that, that are compliant to those markets and, and go basically live within, within minutes. Really cool. And what, so back to the main drivers, is there other main drivers you see right now of the use of verification service besides a global pandemic? that we're still in as we speak. Is there any other drivers that you see that really help speed up this? Yeah, we have one more unfair advantage, which is the regulation side. Um, the government is taking more and more in, into consideration how to regulate those unregulated markets, right? The, the whole crypto market is somewhat new um, for, for the government. They need to think of how to also like um, putting up like best practices of like how to verify those um, those users. Um, what kind of checks do I need um, or like does a company need to collect? Um, how to do anti-money laundering checks? And, and um, this is like a, 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 a constant process, of course, that is evolving more and more um, and, and is one of, one of the bigger accelerators also for our growth. Yeah, that's, I mean, I can imagine, yeah, that regulation is really important, right? That that kind of almost forces companies to start using a verification tool or indeed choose to have an in-person uh, desk where people have to go to to verify themselves, which is 
as we just said, rather old school and doesn't really fit with the current restrictions that many countries are in because, again, the circles around the pandemic. Um, right. So that makes, uh, that makes total sense. Right. Uh, and there, there, there's so much white space, though, um, if you think of like the NFT space, for example. Uh, nobody knows how to regulate, how to monitor those those activities. Um, there's so so much um, money laundering going on right now, and and the the government is so slow of putting out regulations and and best practices to help support also those those marketplaces and companies. And our goal with Passbase is also like being already one step further and and pushing out products to support and reduce fraud. Um, for those uh, companies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you verify IDs. Is there specific trends that you see from fraudsters? Uh, I've heard uh, companies talk about um, deep fake being used or the silicon masks that are sometimes used in order to, yeah, verify themselves as someone else. Um, is this something you see as well? And or do you see other trends emerging right now from the fraudster side that they try to use to, uh, to fake uh, ID tools such as yours? Right. So we almost seen every kind of fraud um, in past space. Um, deepfakes will become um, a bigger and bigger topic. Um, but for us, it's important to think about like identity from a different point of view. Um, we believe that a identity is not anymore just like a, a plastic card. Um, there are much more data points needed to establish like this kind of like new identity. There are new identity um, or like identifiers needed to actually be sure that this person is real and the person who claims to be this person. Um, on top of that, we believe that identity per se is not anymore just like a singular check. We need to establish continuous KYC checks to be sure on a continuous basis that this identity is still valid it still didn't get uh, hacked. It's not on like any watch list and is, is still uh, good to go. Um, which also means like new feature sets on top of it to support this, this new mental model basically of like continuous KYC. Great, so what are, what are some of the other data points then that you're talking about? Are we talking behavioral biometrics, for example, how you push your phone, how you swipe on your phone, those kind of data points or what are you talking about? Exactly. So I call them like metadata points. Um, your identity is also your, your smartphone device or browser that you use. Of course, it's always like the, the right balance between privacy and, and safety. Um, but the new identity is defined not anymore of just like a plastic card. It's like biometrics um, attached to it to, to enable actually trust in those platforms. That's very interesting. That's really cool. And I mean, there, there's clearly as well um, a trust from investors in the market, right? I wanted to talk maybe shortly about your recent investment. Was it last December that you got granted, do you raise another 10 million? Exactly. So um, we are now, um, we raised our Series A um, last year, 10 million from um, established investors. Um, we are very proud to, to partner up with Costa Nova. Uh, Lake Star and, and Skullboy and all, all the others who support us um, for our next stage of growth. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we are now heavily scaling the team, um, scaling uh, markets and, and also like, of course, the product team. Great. So what's next then uh, for, 
pause base and, and for you and well it's obviously the people phase the people stage um, <laughs> is there anything exciting you can share what you're working on or which has recently come out um, from pause base yeah so what i already highlighted um, our big piece and superpower is um, this policy system um, building kind of like this policy builder to um, offer compliance as a service within a few clicks customers can launch um, into new markets um, without the hustle around it, which takes um, a lot of time um, to, to also partner up with, with the right vendors to, to build the system that um, can handle it on scale, um, but also moving us towards continuous KYC um, of, of building all the building blocks and features around it to, uh, to support it. We are going to go live with um, a first beta in, in, in April and hopefully we'll roll it out over the summer. So this will be super exciting, um, not only for like current customers, but also for, for, for the rest out there. That's very exciting. If people want to follow that, if people want to learn more about you guys, uh, if people want to see how you're doing with the beta version and rolling this out, where, where should they go? How can they follow you best? Yeah, so we are quite active on LinkedIn and, and Twitter. Um, just Google Passbase, um, and we we actually push out like a lot of updates around our product and, and uh, around our progress. And of course, we are also like actively hiring, um, building now like also the the European team. So this is like a super exciting phase to be on and and to see firsthand. Um, Something what I've seen before Passbase, right? Going into into startups, seeing like massive growth from zero to one, and 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 also seeing how the people face um, works. So quite exciting to to join um, our team. Great. All right. Okay. Now, cool face. Well, thanks for being on the show for uh, getting uh, some insights into obviously Passbase, but I think also the general market um, of uh, ID verification, uh, KYC, and, and AML, and how you went about and and build pause base um and um good luck yeah thanks so much for your time well, thanks everyone yeah and thanks everyone for uh listening to another episode of in check with fintech um if you want to follow our other episodes then uh, go to your favorite podcast platform and tune in again next week for another show great felix all right that was it cool did you like it this was yes this was fun yeah, good. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's a really interesting stuff in there. Uh, and it's uh, it's cool to hear just from a personal opinion what you guys are doing. Like I said, there's several of, of, of the KYC and, and verification providers out there. Um, but um, it's cool to get some insights into what you guys are doing. I think especially that compliance as a service sounds uh, something where yeah, companies big or small can probably save a lot of costs on uh, and probably uh, make good use of, let's say. Yeah, absolutely. So super excited for for the next twelve months of of seeing this being launched and and the the feedback um, from the market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can imagine. Cool, man. Well, I'll um get this over to the production team. They'll edit it and then they'll send it out to you for you to approve. I think we'll go live two weeks from now um, on the Wednesday. So that is the where's my calendar? Here's my calendar. Um. Uh, is the 9th of February by the looks of things.
Amazing. Cool. Yeah. So I'll send it out and then you can uh, have a listen before uh, and then we can change wherever you like. And then uh, we go from there. Um, hope you don't mind me asking, but I have to, because we also do recruitment for specifically for the fintech space. And we work with some of your uh, competitors as well. If there is a need, if you say we can't do it ourselves, uh, feel free to reach out. Of course, we have an office in Berlin as well. Um, we cover the European market mainly. So if you need any help with that scaling, then uh, let us know. Uh, we're here to help. Yes, sounds exciting as we also now like put more efforts, of course, on, on the hiring front. Um, we we have already some some recruiters and but also are looking always for like um, fresh air and 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 people who can support the next wave, especially after launching like uh, the policy system. So currently it's still like uh, kind of like this, but um, after we have pushed out, I think the the next growth will hit, hit massively, and and it's always like also like the balance between like onboarding like HR people yeah. or uh, finding um, people and and uh, firms who who support um, scaling our efforts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy market out there, right? When you whether you look for HR people, product people, um, everyone is looking for them. So uh, there's definitely a war on talent uh, going on. I can imagine. Yeah, let's definitely um, stay in touch on that. Yeah, cool. That sounds good. Thank you for checking in with FinTech. If you enjoyed this week's episode, subscribe, like, and leave us a comment below. We'll be having more industry leaders next week. Tune in next week for more. Thanks for listening. And we'd like to leave you with a more serious message from our partner, Free a Girl, who are dedicated to founding child prostitution and impunity all over the world. Hi, I'm Evelyn. CEO and founder of Free a Girl. Every day, two million children, especially girls, are being held captive worldwide. They are locked up and exploited in brothels, dance bars, or online, forced into sexual exploitation. Their freedom is taken away together with their youth, family, and future. We are dedicated to fight sexual exploitation of children by rescuing these girls. Please join us, unlock their freedom and unlock your potential by becoming a business partner. Please visit freegirl.com for more information. Thank you.